Welcome everyone to another episode, another edition, another chapter in the epic tale that is Tea Talk. Not chapter, but chapter. Exactly, chapter, not chapter. We don't pronounce, we don't pronounce ch in Puerto Rico. Okay, we only pronounce sh. <laughs> This week, uh, our brave heroes. Sean and Abdiel continue the fight against the evil machinations of Corona King, stay home or I'll kill you, Dark Lord of the Flu, also known in other areas, uh, particularly the East, as Cough Baron, don't come near anyone or your lungs will dry like raisins. <laughs> I, I prefer the former, it's a little bit shorter. People in the East like their long names. So tell me, tell me, Sean. Uh, tell me all about uh, what's going. What has happened to you this 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 past few weeks? So tell me everything. Uh, have you have you been able to survive? You know, spare no details. Let our audience know. You know, as far as like our family is concerned, you know, nothing has really changed too much for us after the initial shelter in place. Um, we're still going to work. Um, you know. Um, Our county in this area is not really shelt uh, shut down too much. Um, so, like in comparison to you, I think I think even you, like the Bay Area where you're at was shel was sheltered in place, like two weeks I think before our county was. Mm -hmm. So um, I could only imagine. That's right, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank thank you, Sean. That that was that was real tough. I was real tough. That sounded horrible. I hope our audience is not traumatized by the story that you stole them. I'm sure they're experiencing similar things. <laughs> my my situation in the Bay Area here in San Francisco is not it's not as bad as yours, but it's similar. Um, no, my, my, I'm sorry. I'm not, my, did I say I maybe misspoke? My, mine's not that bad actually. Mine. <laughs> I'm messing. Oh. With you. <laughs> I'm messing. It's a joke for the audience. I hope the uh, maybe the joke was too meta and no one was able to catch it. <laughs> I think so. Catch, catch, cash. Cache. No one was able to cash it. Cache. No one was able to get some cash out of that joke. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, let's not waste anyone's time here. That's not what we're all about. We're about entertaining you. Okay, we're about entertaining your ear holes. We'll we'll throw information. We 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 throw it out there. It enters your ears, goes straight to your brains, and it. Uh, produces dopamine which is a liquid in your brain that makes you feel happy that's what we do okay that's <laughs> what we do here uh, first off congratulations to you to listen to another episode you're welcome hey you know i just um, i want to say like it seems like i at last i looked on google play uh we have like 50 or so loyal listeners it almost seems like for at least the t-talk the main t-talk um Uh, each episode is usually hovering around 50 to, to 60 listens. So there, yeah. there's, there's a base there. There's a little base. There's a base there. And, and what I, what I want to tell our, our listeners, those 50 strong listeners, is that the show is going to get better. Uh, we have some plans. I have some plans. Um, and uh, so we're going to bring up the value, the entertainment value of this podcast in the future. But you're gonna have to wait a little bit. We're busy people around here. 
but uh, but once we we get it going, uh, you know, it's gonna be real good. So have you ever seen uh, Loyal Parks and Rec? Have you ever seen? Uh, bro, uh, dude, I just watched it with my wife. There's an episode the where like she's running for city council, I think, and um, they're like trying to go build a big platform for her to stand on to like give a speech yeah. or whatever, and then like they get pulled over. They can't take all their stuff because they don't have a commercial license. So like they're only able to take like a few pieces of wood for the platform, and they don't can't, uh-huh. they can't bring all the rugs like. And it's supposed to be like on an ice rink, and so like they so run out of talking about they run out of rug, and then they're like trying to, the music starts playing, and like they can't yeah. finish the walk, and then like the platform is super small, and so there's a platform for T Talk. It's small, and uh, we got there a little awkwardly, but you know it's there now. I guess we're standing on that little platform yeah. now. So you know what I'm gonna do in the future, uh, just to give people like a tease of what's gonna happen in the future. It's one, uh, we're we're gonna bring up the value of of your listens so what does that mean you're gonna have to wait i can't talk about it too much right now and the second thing is that we're gonna bring to you um uh, i don't know how to uh, talk about this exactly because i don't want it to seem strange but we're gonna bring to you advertisement and what that means is what you're gonna advertise well what are you talking about no 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 that is the old way of advertisement okay the new way of advertisement is that we will talk to you about products that you want and that you need and that are uh, affordable and stuff like that okay so it, we're gonna be doing you a favor you know how people look at like the uh they look at they look for deals right and they buy sometimes like mac like i remember my mom before she would go to the grocery she had like this little pamphlet thingy that coupons. said all the deals and all the foods coupons not coupons it, it was just a thing that said the deals what, what's on the deal oh yeah like, like yeah, supermarkets yeah. supermarkets mm-hmm. would would give out this pan this paper that would say what is on deal so that's what we're going to do for you with things that are related to entertainment and technology so if you want to buy a computer one of these days in the future might take a few months we're gonna bring those deals to you in a timely fashion, and things like that. But you know, I'm I'm working on 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 the a business plan, so we'll. But it, it it'll come, it'll come. Okay, just wait for it patiently. And for and do you fifty listeners? If if, if you we're gonna reward you by giving you thanks, real hard. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> we should work on a giveaway or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we will work something on that, but I can't talk about it because I don't know what we're gonna do. But we are gonna do something. Okay, uh, so let's talk about uh, let's let's get down to business here. Uh, there's two things that I want to talk about today. Uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, Google Stadia. I was gonna talk about it that in the last episode, but I didn't have a chance, so I'm gonna talk about it in this episode. It's gonna be really short, just only like five minutes. No, no, I think and it'll be I'm a little also- bit longer. It might be a little bit longer. You're right. Um, if I say five minutes, it's probably going to take 15. So, <laughs> um, so, And then I want to talk about Google certificates. Google certificates. I want to talk about right. this too. Um, there's a website called Coursera. It's one of those websites that uh, where you can study online. But this one is a little bit different because this one – uh, they give court they uh, they're in business with like other big universities and big companies and th- th- that's where the courses come from so it's it's sort of like a higher well one of the more respected uh, online courses course websites out there because there's a few of them it's like udemy there's like uh what's the other one that a lot of people use all it's not all but it's like linda there's like linda there's udemy there's stuff like that 
but Coursera is considered to be like top tier. Um, so uh, uh, why? But why am I talking about Coursera? Wasn't I talking about about Google a second ago? Well, it's because that's the platform that Google is using to uh, provide set certificates. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna be talking about that. How about you, Sean? What are you gonna talk about? I was actually gonna talk about the same thing, but prior to that, I have uh, some fo- or some sports news, which I'm very excited to talk about. I am so excited that sports are re-entering our life. I know you're as mm-hmm. interested as in sports as I'm interested in video games, so you'll have to just bear with the. <laughs> That's know, right. That's right. And uh, totally pretend like you enjoy it. Uh, uh, bro, I am a great pretender. <laughs> great pretender no uh, i'm kidding no you know i enjoy sports uh, i i i respect sports uh i think they're cool and, and all that but but yeah whatever i think video games are better um okay <laughs> so uh i'm gonna start so uh, stadia stadia if you google it right now you go on the interwebs uh type in that search bar stadia s-t-a-d-i-e uh i'm gonna start again S D A D I A. You know, uh, I I always have a problem with I because in in, in Spanish I is E, and I always want to say E, but it, I have to remember it's I, and then A is A. Anyway, so Google. Stadia, so your five minutes are uh, now up. So next, uh, no, I'm yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Stadia is essentially like Netflix, but in video games. You, you pay a subscription fee uh, and you play games online on any, like, like Netflix, it's available on every screen. You can uh, use it in a web browser, it can be on your phone, it can be on your TV, it can be anywhere. Well, for your TV, you actually need like a Chrome, one of those Chromecasters. Uh, but anyway, so it works uh, pretty much the same as Netflix, right? So you log into it and then you have a variety of games and you can play them and they're all being streamed. Uh, the difference between Stadia and Netflix is that you have a subscription, right, where you have games available to play. Uh, you can choose, you know, there's no added cost apart from the subscription. Uh, but on top of that, you can buy games, uh, additional games for it. It's like imagine if Netflix allowed you to like rent or buy movies. Like so more like actually like, more like Amazon. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say that more like Amazon. So yeah, so it's more like an Amazon kind of Amazon video kind of service, but for video games. What's really cool about it is that there's nothing like that like it out there. Um, uh, so you, you, you know, you don't need a beefy computer. You, you don't need anything. You can play it on your, on your, even on your phone. All you need, you do, you are going to need a controller. Uh, but if you're playing your computer, you can use just your mouse and keyboard. And the controller can be any controller. It can be a PlayStation controller. It can be a Xbox controller. Wireless, of course, but uh, but needs to be wireless. And, uh, and and Google Stadia control. What I was I was impre- I, I used it for a little bit. I only did the trial. And I was really impressed by uh, how good it worked. I I was not I didn't I did not think it was gonna work that well. The reason for that is because I've used other uh, streaming services in the past because this idea of streaming games is not new. Um, and they all have failed miserably. Why? Um, including uh, PlayStation Now, which is PlayStation's console like own streaming service. Why did they which fail? Which is also available now. Uh, so the, the, the quality of the image it start, you know, gets, goes bad really quick. 
You know how if you don't have a good in, uh, sp internet speed on Netflix, the quality of the image will go down? Mm -hmm. So that happens on games for the same reasons, right? Because your internet is not as fast. You need really high-speed uh, internet to to work. And I have high-speed internet. Even my internet gives me trouble, on the, gave me trouble on, the, on those other streaming services. But the worst thing is not just the image. It's the input latency. So, like, I'll press a button over here, and then it takes, like, a second to to happen on the screen. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And that, that makes games unplayable. Yeah. You can't play them. You might as well just shut down the thing, forget about it. So Stadia has been the best out of all the streaming services that I've used in this regard. It did give me a little bit of trouble with that, but very little, not that much. The other thing that I was surprised with that makes it different than the other services is that the other services are all would all let you play games from remote computers or in the game of PlayStation, like remote PlayStations. So playing the games on those streaming services was a similar experience than playing a game on a PlayStation on a PlayStation, for example, in the case of PlayStation Now, or in the case of the other streaming services like Nvidia Now, uh, or like GeForce Now, I think it's called. You're playing the game off a computer that GeForce uh, owns, like that Nvidia owns. So there's like a boot up process. You have to wait. You know, you have to wait for the thing to boot up. You have to wait for the games to load. That's not how it is with Stadia. Stadia did not do that. Stadia is not just loading computers with games or consoles with games. Stadia servers are consoles built from the ground up to work in this manner. Hmm. Every Everyone else, what they're doing is that they're hooking up their components to an, uh, an internet connection and they're letting you play through a sort of virtual machine type service. That's not what, Stadia, what Google is doing. Uh, like I said, the servers are actual consoles that uh, process game in a unique way that is different from all other consoles. Interesting. The games have to be per, uh, uh, they have to be modified to be able to work with Stadia services because they're being run natively on the on the state on the Stadia server. I have two questions for you. Tell me. Maybe you're gonna ask answer them. So, are maybe you said this too? Can normal games that are like on other platforms be played on it? Like PlayStation, Xbox? Yes, but only if they're released for Stadia. It's not like... that. Maybe this will answer your question. It's not like they can be like, oh, yeah, we're just upload the game. Yeah. We're upload the latest Batman game to our servers. No, that would not work because Stadia, it has its own like coding system, its own language, its own architecture is what I should say, not coding system, but it has its own unique architecture. So releasing a game for the Stadia involves the same way as releasing a game for a PlayStation or an Xbox, meaning that they need to be design, uh, modified to fit within that architecture. Right, right. Okay, and then my second question, I forgot what it was because you were talking, um, but uh, <laughs> it dealt with... Oh, yeah, so you said that each server is like its own console, console. So is each server specific to a user or can multiple users use a server? Do you know? Um, I'm not exactly sure uh, how, but I think that multiple a server is just a huge computer, right? With a lot of with a lot of parts. So I think that multiple, if you look at a server, it looks like this huge block on a room, and there's a lot of them in rooms, and these rooms are air conditioned and stuff like that. So one of those blocks are uh, uh, multiple of people playing from one of those big huge blocks. Yeah, maybe, uh, probably, prob I think so. Hmm. Yeah. But those blocks are also just like a whole bunch of computers just stacked together. 
Yeah, that's, that's what a server is, basically. So one, if you see a server, and like I said, you'll see a room that is filled with these huge rectangles that are the size of a person. And you think, oh, that's each rectangle is it's one thing. It's like, no, each rectangle is like a whole bunch of computers put, put together. Uh, but okay, so that's why it is. But what does that mean? Abdiel, okay, it has its own architecture. Wow, congratulations. Who cares? Well, what it means is that the game's performance is just way better than everything else, especially how the games boot. When I went to play on a game, I literally placed like I press play, and the game just started immediately. Like if it, like if my like it was coming out of my computer. There was no logging process, no boot up process. The game just started immediately. And when I wanted to finish the game, I literally just you know pressed, got my mouse, pressed a little X that. It's on, on top of the GUI of the of the game, and, and it just closed immediately. Just complete instantaneous uh, service. Nothing. There's nothing like that right now in video games out there. Hmm. So kudos to Stadia for that. The problem that I had, though, is that you still need a lot of power. I couldn't run the games at 1080p. I could only run them at 720p. I couldn't afford... Uh, my, my internet was not good enough for 1080p. And, uh, but I think I, I was still running them at 60 frames per second as opposed to 30 frames per second. But the point is that it's just that it, 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 the, 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 the experience was not optimum. Mm. Uh, there, there was, there were, and there was latency at times as well, which is a no-no. But another thing is that uh, the architecture is designed in a way that it has this thing called – what was it called? I forgot the name. But it's basically like, uh, like it has like machine learning uh, implemented in a certain way that uh, the 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 game almost can predict what you're gonna do AI and that's like AI yeah it's some kind of AI uh, that the game knows all the things that you can possibly do and it will load frames before you do those things so that if you choose to do those things the game already loaded those frames so uh, any kind of latency that might come it's it's it, it it gets rid of any latency that way, you know. Because what happens is that if I make a command, I have a controller and I press a button that sends a command, and that command has to travel, right? And it takes it always takes time, even if it's just a little bit of time. It always takes time. Sometimes the time is so small that you can barely notice it. But like I said, on every other service that I've used, you could always notice the latency, even though you could, you could barely notice it, but you can notice it. Same, and I'm talking about PlayStation now. I was playing PlayStation now with my wife. The other time I was playing a Russian and Clan game with her in PlayStation now, which is the same thing as streaming service, and there was latency on it. Small, but there was. With Stadia, no latency. No latency. Um, I press a button, and it happened immediately on the screen. Hmm. They did say that that's not true. Like, Stadia said, no, actually, wait a minute. There is a little bit of latency, but it's like 0. 0.000001 seconds. So Indiscernible for system, humans, yeah. Yeah, so for the human eye, I we, I can't notice it. Um, so so yeah, so that's what's special about it. So what does it mean? It means that right now Stadia, I don't think it works that great. If you want to go try it out, do it because it's free, so you have nothing to lose. Uh, but I think we have to wait like five or ten more years before we're at a point where this can happen. But it's exciting because that means that in the future, ten years from now, people are not gonna be buying consoles, Sean. That's gonna be a thing of the past. Yeah, I was thinking people about that. Gonna, yeah, when you said that, people are just gonna, yeah, people are just gonna play ten dollars a month, and they'll have access to PlayStation Network, and they'll play games through their web browsers, through their phones, through everywhere. 
and that's how it's gonna be yeah i mean the only thing dependent upon that is fast internet like for uh, where i live i yeah. just got fast internet like a year and a half ago otherwise like for mm-hmm. weddings and stuff if i have to if i had to upload videos to the internet i'd have to go to some uh other location that had faster internet um really mm-hmm. hmm. yeah so uh uh coastal coastal cities always have good internet but the 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 further you go into the mainland then the harder the you know the companies that provide internet don't really push that far into the mainland so yeah. you'll have to get if you want a high speed internet where you, where in the middle of the country for example you need a satellite internet which will cost you a, an eye and a leg however the expression goes you know the funny thing is like we went to uh, visit my in-laws in maine and we were gonna go visit uh, her my wife's sister and um her husband and the kids middle of nowhere in maine not like not the place people go visit in maine because maine's an awesome place to visit this is like northern maine out in the middle of nowhere um like they don't even have town the the like the area it's not like you know bay area or monterey county it's like quadrant three district oh, wow. 12 um oh my goodness quarter straight quarter quell straight <laughs> exactly straight <laughs> straight out of the hunger games so um yeah it's crazy and but you know he had like a hundred um upload speed and and like 30 wow uh it was weird it was random i'm sure there's some governmental reason for that i don't know why but anyway i digress okay he might have had satellite internet could be okay so i like uh, blaming the government though that was that was that was better yeah yeah of course Okay, so today is July 30th at 2.29 p.m. Western Time Zone. So that means in one hour, the NBA, National Basketball Association, will be starting up again. They were uh, starting March 11th. They were suspended because of COVID. Um, So how is it going to work? What's going to happen? They created a huge bubble. They just put a big bubble and they dropped it on uh, Miami, and then that's where they're at. No, that's okay, not happening. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, what happened? They're all gonna play. They're all gonna play with hazmat suits on. Yeah. No, uh, they they have been basically on lockdown uh, in um, Disney World for like the last couple weeks. The players and their families, um, and it was like the t- the eight teams from the Western Conference Final and the eight teams from the Eastern Conference Final, and then a few teams below who could possibly make the playoffs. So, uh, and it, there's like no crowds. There's just the referees. And um, I don't know if they're going to have to wear masks or anything, but I think they're testing like every day or whatever. But I mean, they are they all went in that bubble fine. You know, they all got tested and they were allowed to go in and, and they've been testing. So I don't know if they're going to continue to test or not because they can't leave the facility. So... Um, Personally, I am just so excited that it's starting up again because, as the audience probably is aware, if, if you've ever listened to me, I'm pretty strict about what I watch. Like I've mentioned, like before, I watched I was watching Star Trek. I actually stopped watching the old Star Trek. Like I was watching, I'm like man, like this old like this show in the '90s. It's like all about sex. Like every other episode was like, and so I just stopped watching it. But uh, there's just so the point I'm trying to make is there's just so few things. Uh, I feel like on TV now that are watchable 
and don't really like pollute the mind um, or add like um, unnecessary things to it. Whereas the NBA, for the most part, you know, is pretty clean. Um, it's just a sporting event. Mm-hmm, so I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to watching those games. But I'm even more excited because come September, football season starting. And mm. I don't know for uh, a Puerto Rican, but uh, I don't know how excited you are about American football, but I love American football. Yeah. So the way they're doing, American football is doing it is obviously they're, you know, they can't go into a bubble. They're still going to be flying uh, their teams in and out of cities and stuff like that. But I think from what I, I listened to another podcast besides our great podcast, it's called um, uh, Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Three guys, very successful podcast, um, and they kind of have been giving updates on COVID as well as like if you're into fantasy football, what you should be looking for for players and stuff. But I guess from my understanding, they have to maintain a 5% testing rate of COVID below to, to play I, for, for a week is my understanding, and they're testing every day. So like, for example, they just, te- they just did a round of testing um and uh did you get it Abdullah? did you get the uh your... <laughs> i didn't <laughs> no? okay I, I was just crushing i was just like oh okay just crushing. for our listeners Abdul was digging pretty deep in his nose but uh but <laughs> I, was, I was scratching <laughs> um so the nba has to maintain five percent below or i'm sorry the nfl um what does that mean so like currently 90 individuals tested positive for covid within the nfl anything 90 that sounds like a lot there's only like 11 players on each team for offense and defense and then you have your but the nfl includes the camera guys it includes the referees it includes administration i actually don't know if administration is involved in the testing but regardless um they just have to be lower than that and if it be because if anybody tests positive they have to be off the field for an undisclosed amount of time so I don't know. I'm a little worried about that. I feel like there's going to be a little behind closed doors. Like if if Pat Mahomes, the best in, a quarterback in the NFL, test positive, I'm I just have a feeling he's not going to be off the field as long as say someone from the Jaguars, who's just a random offensive lineman. You know, nobody's going to care. Um, some stadiums. Are completely closed so they're going to be playing with an empty audience no one's going to be there except for the announcers uh, other stadiums are going to be at 25 percent capacity so that would mean yeah. like every other third every third seat would be filled more or less hmm. so um football players nba players they get paid a lot of money and a lot of that money comes from the tickets that they sell at the stadiums, right? Or no? Yeah, or no. A lot of it comes from advertisement. Advertisement. Yeah. So if you're watching an NBA game and, and you see like commercials, that's a big one. Or you even see like on the court or on the sides of the court, you'll see like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a sponsor: Pepsi, Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, they pay for those those advertisements. Yeah, so uh, that means that uh, most of the audience has always been on on the t- maybe TV and also watching games on the internet. But that means that now even more people are gonna have to watch it that way. Yeah. Um, I think that that might that might be good for them. They might realize they might make even more money that way. 
Yeah, um, I know. Like so we'll see. for me, um, well, I mean, they already are pretty much into they, the NBA has their own app, and you know, NFL has all that stuff mm-hmm, and streaming mm-hmm. and um, YouTube channel, blah blah blah. You know, so I don't think I don't think they were behind the times on that necessarily. I just think there's a there. Have you have you ever been to a game before, like an NFL or NBA game? Or I have been to an NBA game. Yeah, I mean, the gold the gold Golden Gate the Warriors or whatever the, the Warriors. Did you enjoy it? What they call here in San Francisco. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. So there's like a nostalgia to it, right? Obviously, you can watch the game at home and probably actually have a little bit better viewing experience, depending on mm-hmm. your TV and stuff like that. But um, there is a nostalgia to like um, to being on there, you know, being in the stadium when it's packed and everyone's screaming. And um, but anyway, I'm just looking yeah, forward say- to it. You know, I, I've never been actually. Since you asked me the question, have I ever been to a game? I've actually never been to games until I came to San Francisco. Uh, uh, so ever, since I've moved to the two years that I lived here, I went. I've been to two baseball games and one and uh, basketball game. Okay. When I went to for the basketball game, it was the Warriors against. Do you remember who 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 they were playing? Who the Warriors were playing that that time? We went to see them. In, in Oakland well, I don't know but I, I know they lost and uh, they didn't have their guy Cur- something Curry was, oh yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know uh, and then the other the and then I've been to the Gi- the Giants right the San Francisco Giants so I've been to two of those and yeah those are fun I, I mostly go for the beer and the fries and the and the burgers yeah and then you have to pay like $50 for all that but it's fine whatever who cares about who, who needs money <laughs> whatever um but yeah, but uh, I definitely would rather go to a game again and experiencing it that way than watching it on TV. I don't know what it's going to be like with such a small audience. I was, you know, I'm I'm playing with the idea of going to uh, a game in Santa Clara to watch the Niners play, but I'm not sure. Not sure. Mm. Be careful. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be fine. If they practice, you know, if you do social distancing and you get the mask, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, is that it, or yeah, on that? That's, else? Yeah, that's it. And I think we're okay, both so going to talk on. about Google. So. Yeah. So uh, um, I'm a, we're going to talk about now about the Google certificates that they're offering online and stuff right now. They are, I believe, right now they're offering two. Other other certificates kind of come and go. Oh, they're offering three right now. I think that's what I understood. Uh, because I know they have the IT professional certificate, and then they have the a- automating or automation with Python certificate. Uh, those are the two that I saw. W- which which other one are you thinking about? I didn't write it down. Okay. So anyway, so I started. Uh, I actually started both. However. I did cancel the automating with Python one, which is uh, that one is uh, it's all about programming. Because at least for me, and I'm gonna talk about that one first, since since um, th- that's the one that. Can I, I give a little background, Abdiel? Well, anyway, yeah, go ahead and give a little background, please. So I got a call from you uh, about a contract we had kind of agreed on for a book. But you said you mentioned you were busy, so you know you couldn't fall through on on the picture part of it. And you mentioned one of the things you were busy about was you were working on getting certified from Google uh, for 
IT specialist, we could call it, right? IT certified. Yeah, it's a, a IT support specialist professional certificate, something like that it's called. Yeah. And um, so basically what they do is through uh, um, uh, Coursera, right? Coursera? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's right. Which is a basically a teaching platform, um, an online teaching platform. You can get certified in a, a few weeks or a few months, depending on your pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, have you? Did you look into it? I've. I'm through. I'm on the third week. Of uh, the IT support. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the third. I think I just finished the third week today. Uh, so okay, so what? So the the IT support uh, professional certificate it basically goes through it, it's it's uh, it's made up of five courses and each course is divided into uh, weeks. Um, but like you said, you can finish what they have for one week. So for example, course one has six weeks. They get what you go through each week. You can actually do because it's at your own pace. You can actually go through the material for one week in one day, for example, or a few days, uh, because, like you said, it's self-paced. But then you you know you you go through the first course, but then you have to do the the second course and the third one, so it can it can add up. Um, so yeah, so uh, let's see, let's see how how am I gonna talk about this? <laughs> I did write some things down. Um, so I'm going to talk about the one with Python first, and then we can, I guess we can both talk about the, the IT professional since we're both doing it. So the, the one with Python, it's essentially like the uh, certificate says it's automating with Python. It's showing, it, it talks about programming with Python, which is a, a programming language in programming. Uh, when it comes to programming in computers, there's a ton of languages. Um, I think there's like 50 or, or more, probably more. Python is one of the one the the most popular ones. By the time they uh, made the the automating with Python certificate course, they say in the course that it's the fourth most popular. But in some websites like GitHub, which is a big uh, programming website, on um, there's the first most uh, most popular language. And the way that they determine that is by how many people are looking on the internet, and specifically on GitHub. Uh, information about that language like they're they're communicating about the language they're talking about the language they're trying to figure out problems about it that's how they determine which one is the most popular one I am an animator and I use Maya and Maya has its own scripting uh, program called Mel M-E-L but they uh, been using Python for a while to the point where they're gonna get rid of Mel of Mel M-E-L, which is their proprietary, it's their language, right? So they're going to get rid of that and they're going to go full Python with Maya. And uh, so that's how big Maya is becoming in, in the in the industry. What, uh, what's the what's the drive with, with uh, Python? Why do people like it? Is it easy? Is it simple? It's very easy to uh, program. Yeah, it's, um, it's very easy to read and to kind of self-document. But uh, the way the programs uh, programming work, and uh, this is kind of my experience and my opinion, so take it with a grain of salt, is that the more readable a program language is, the weaker it is. The less, the, the more, the the more extensive the 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 code has to be, and things like that. Uh, so that's why people sometimes lean to more complicated languages. Sometimes more complicated languages. 
uh, are a little bit more powerful. But the thing that Python does is that Python is easy to read and also easy to program. It's also very powerful. You can make games on it and everything. You can make anything on on Python. It, uh, and another thing that Python has that is separate from other uh, programs is that it works with Windows pretty well because it, it, it came from a Windows language. It's like the, it's like some Russian, I think, some Russian or some German person uh, made the language and um, and he he was using he, uh, this Windows this other Windows language uh, as a basis for it. But anyway, so um, the reason why I, so I started taking the course and uh, on the first course, so like I said, I think on this one there's actually six courses that you need to go through to get certified. You know, I go through the first week, no problem. I think I finished it in one day. I go to the second week. And on the second quiz for the second week, I'm like, whoa, like I get a problem and they're like, go ahead and program this stuff, you know, go ahead, go ahead and, uh, and make us this little script that will order this, uh, you know, you're going to input five words and it's going to order those words in, uh, it's going to arrange the words, I should say, uh, in, uh, in the order of length of the word. So if a low, if a word is longer, It'll appear, it will appear later. And if a, weird, if a word is shorter, it'll appear first. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. And then if you look at the scripts, you're probably going to, and anyone that doesn't really know a lot about programming, you know, it's like DEF, uh, arrange lowercase word, parentheses, word one, uh, comma, word two, comma, word three, parentheses. Go, now you go. I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> So I have to like go back to the to the to the previous classes. I have to start reading the supplemental readings that they give you. I have to go to the websites about Python. And all of a sudden I'm spending two hours to be able to accomplish this one thing on the quiz. So on one hand, fantastic. You know, I'm learning. Fantastic. You know, this is actually making me learn. This is not just giving me a certificate as a gift. Um, which I hate that, right? That, that a lot of companies that are corrupt, essentially, many colleges, they're like, oh yeah, well, you, you will pay us some of this money. We'll give you the certificate and you know, we'll teach you, but they don't really teach you anything. So, but on the, but on the other hand, it's like, it's taking me so long that I'm like, and, and, and I don't make, you know, I don't want to be too critical, but I feel like the program is not really teaching me that well. Like I'm doing a better job at teaching myself than the course was doing. So I decided to cancel it and learn and have a grasp on Python and the principle of animation and the principle of arithmetic because that's something that you really need to program and math. And, and then I'll come back and then I'll continue with the course. One thing that I also don't like about the course is that they they love telling you, you know, you don't, you don't need any previous education. You don't need any requirements to go to this course course you, anyone can do it no with automating with python you do need to know arithmetic uh have a concept of what that is you don't need to be a great mathematician by any means but you need to have uh you need to be good at math basically and not just like not just like oh i have an act for math kind of thing okay no you have to know concept of math like calculus and and things like that um and just be able to think in that sort of mathematical way. 
Um, I, I, that, so they said that, right? Like I said, I, I made that, that observation that they tell you that you don't need to do anything. On the other hand, uh, every time I've tried to learn programming and ever since, and ever since I was a kid and I was in, and I went to high school and one of my teachers in, I went to a vocational school where we studied computer science for three years and we, we were taught programming. Math was always something that our professor, our teachers were always be like, this is something that you really need to understand if you want to do programming. So, you know, I think that that's a pretty understood concept. You know, I think people kind of get that, yes, you have to know math and be somewhat good at math if you want to be good at programming. I guess, but I guess that's my opinion, even though that's what I was taught growing up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I've, but I've, I've experienced that that is the truth. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's just, uh, I just laugh because it sounded funny, but that's my yeah, opinion, yeah, so. but life will tell you that it's true. Exactly. <laughs> So, but I, but I think it's great. I love it. I've been, what I'm doing is that I'm practicing programming every day for like 30 minutes or something like that. And hopefully I'll, I'll get better at it. <clears throat> okay. So that's it for Python. We're going to go down to the IT professional certificate. You're taking that one too. So I'm just going to go ahead and hand it over to you and maybe you can give uh, the, your opinions about that. Um, I, I think it's a, so far, so far, so good. I really enjoy it. Um, I can see now how much time I wasted in college, like, um, you know, learning at your own pace is so much better, I think. And it's so much more, uh, uh, uh focused and less, uh, fluff. And, you know, imagine a professor walks in, he's just not feeling it. He's tired, doesn't want to be there. And so he kind of looks at the he looks at his book, he looks down, he's like, oh man, I don't want to do this. And he decides, you know what, class, I'm just going to teach this one little part and that's all for today. You drove 30 minutes or however long to go to that class because the professor's too tired, he doesn't, you know, or you don't even want to deal with it. You're just like, you know what, oh, man, I don't even want to be here right now. And your mind, even though you're there, your mind's somewhere else and you're just like not in the mood. A self taught course not self-taught a, a, a self-driven course that you set your own pace at i mean the benefits are so amazing to me um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to definitely yeah, have a, a gear toward it but yeah what are you gonna say yeah i mean one thing that uh that one issue that you have when you study in a classroom is that you're not the only student right if you're depending on, if you're waiting on an answer for the professor, you have to wait on on the other students and things like that. Yeah, so so that's another advantage of, of going self-paced. Sometimes uh, I know in college, because I work for a college, uh, for a university actually, I know that sometimes, or I used to work um, before the coronavirus started, um, some students, uh, their program is too slow. For them they're, they're 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 quick they're they're quick learners stuff like uh, you know they they're very they have a lot of aptitude uh they're disciplined stuff like that but for other students it's too fast for other students they, they, it doesn't they don't have enough time to grasp the concepts so that's another advantage of being of uh or, or you know in in the universities though let me finish that point uh you don't have an option you kind of have to go at the pace of the curriculum and at the pace of the professor 
but uh, when it's self-paced, you go at you go at your own pace, whether it's whether that is slower or is faster. So that's another advantage. I I personally have a pet, even though I used to I I, I worked for the university university and and you know I I might go back to it probably. Um, when it opens again. Um, I do have a pet peeve against sometimes universities because they can be very expensive. Uh, so you, but I, I'll tell you this for people that wanna, that are thinking about edu education. Um, um, university can be a good thing. If you if you decide to go and pay, you know, $5,000 per course <laughs> in a university, it can be a good thing. But remember that, it, just remember this, it costs $5,000, you better take advantage of it. And taking advantage of it does not mean sitting on a classroom and listening to what your professor said, and that's it. Take advantage means you have to communicate with your with the other students. You have to collaborate. You have to you have to work on on whatever you're studying often on your own. Uh, but yeah, you have to be involved in the in that community of people that are studying and supporting each other. Otherwise, you're because that's the only advantage that you get on a college, and that is a huge advantage, by the way. I cannot stress that enough. Having someone another person that's going through the same course, which by the way, I'm happy that you're going through it now because now we can we can maybe uh, you know talk about it each other and whatnot. If we are stuck or we need help, we can talk about it with each other. Uh, that is a huge uh, element to making progress and sharpening a skill. It's being with other people that are like-minded that are trying to also sharpen that same skill. So, and that's something that a, that a self-paced course might not be able to give you as easily. You can get it in forums and stuff like that, but but it's not the same. However, um, yeah, so just think about it hard if you're gonna go to college. Uh, I would say try all this self, try all this online education first <laughs> before you decide to go to college out there. I, I will say this, um, it is a business, college is a business, so yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Especially if it's a private college, for sure. Yeah, you know, um, they're not in it to teach you; they're in it to make money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sadly, some colleges um, really—that's just very. Uh, how do you say that? Very noticeable. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> very clear. Uh, you know, some college will have will do a good job simply because they understand that uh, to to become big, like the Academy of Arts, which is a huge, huge college. They do have to produce good talent. Otherwise, people are not going to go to the college, right? So this, this university has, that I work for, has a lot of people in the industry have to come out of it. Um, and the students do amazing work. A lot of the students do amazing work. Um, so, you know, some, some college will try a little bit because they know that there's some stake in the business. But for the most part, I went to a college and it completely felt like what you said. I don't even want to say the name of the college. I don't want to talk trash about it. You, I guess you can look it up on my resume. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a very good college. It was very much a business. And, you know, it was like uh, the only good thing that I got from it was that, like I said, I was surrounded with other people that were interested in the same thing. And we were, we were, we were able to support each other and, and, you know, create networks and stuff like that or net, do networking or whatever it is. Um, so are you surprised? Have you learned anything from the certificate? Do you feel like you've learned? Oh, yeah. Um, I, how would I put it as far as IT background? I'm the guy who always, uh, helps someone figure out their IT issues by going online and figuring out for myself. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. someone asked me, hey, why is this not working or blah, blah, blah. 
and so I'll go and figure it out. Um, so I, 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 I have IT experience, and uh, I have been used in that facet and that role in several institutions or uh, previous jobs, uh, IT liaison and stuff like that. But I do feel like my IT experience was always very limited just because I never really dived into it personally. I never really cared about the components of a computer and, you know, binary code and blah, 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 blah. Every time someone talked about mm -hmm. it, I, I shut down. Like, oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. But now going into it, it's pretty interesting. And I think, I think it's very, the flow of it's pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, do you <laughs> think you'll continue doing it? Do you think you'll finish it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. What's uh, you know how they ask you how long is it gonna take you, or how long you think it's gonna take you? How long do you think it'll take you? So they said it takes three to six months. I I guess three to six weeks. I'm thinking. I don't know. Do you think you'll do it in three to six weeks? I think I I I I'm having a hard time gauge the, gauging it because I I can't find like, I guess if I looked carefully on Coursera I could see the whole the whole outline of of the course, but I'm just uh -huh. I'm just too lazy to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I think so. I think my, my goal was to finish it in a month, essentially. Well, actually, my month, my goal was to to do one week per day, right? So each course has six weeks. So that means that each course would be six days. But then you add to that that it, it, it's, uh, it's five course. So six times five, that's 30. So that's a month. If you if you do once one 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 week a day, it's a month. But I've already not been able to do that, mostly because I was doing also the automation with Python, and I already paid for the automation with Python for one month. So I'm going to continue doing the automation with Python one for the end of the month and keep keep working on it and keep going through those curses. So I'm going a little bit uh, slower because of that. I do one one day and one another day. Mm. So in total, it would take it would it would now to finish them both. It was going to take me about two months. Um, I'm kind of thinking, but um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's fun. Um, one thing that I that I will uh, let you know though is that um, I mean, it just kind of depends on 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 what. And this is not just for you, but this is for everyone that decides to take some a course like this. Is that um, Having a certificate doesn't really mean that much. It doesn't hurt to have that in your um, in your resume, but it doesn't really mean that much, especially if the company that gave you or the institution that gave you the certificate is not very well known. Now, Google is very well known, uh, but they don't have a reputation in education. They're creating that right now. Uh, so far with these courses, I'm pretty happy. They're actually more... Um, when I started the, this course, the, the IT course, I was just so bored and I was like, I know all of this already. Like I, I had the speed on like 1.5 for the videos just so that I could just, just, you know, hurry up. And I started just like skipping to the quizzes. I, said, I wouldn't even like look at the videos, just skip to the quiz. But I was surprised how quickly I had to stop doing that. <laughs> I was like, by the third week, I was like, I just finished the third week, but by the third week, I, I jumped to the quiz. I was, do, you know, doing that thing, and I had to be like, "Oh, actually, I don't know what to do in this quiz." Mm -hmm. Later, later, I after I did the videos and I went to the quiz. Later, I was like, "Oh, actually, I could have done it. It's just that I didn't do it because I read a few things that I kind of scared me off." But, uh, but yeah, but but I have but I have learned things that I didn't know already. So I'm happy about that. So that means that 
after the first course is done and we go into the other courses, I'm definitely going to be learning a lot because also my IT experience is very limited. Um, I've always, like you, have, have been the IT person for my family, for my friends, uh, in my places of work. I've always been uh, the person that solves. I, 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 I'm a lab tech, so it, it relates a lot to what IT does. Um, but my my background in it was also surprisingly limited um, in terms of like connecting remotely to other computers, in terms of like the getting the the command prompt up and and typing codes directly, like simple codes like IP config, so that you get the, the information about your computer, like the IP address of your computer and stuff like that. That's stuff that I've done before, but it's stuff that I've never memorized. Um, so now, now I'm never going to forget because of the way that I'm approaching it now with the certificate. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And, um, they use, uh, they, have you done any of the labs already with quick labs? Um, are, are they not part of the main I, course? I, yeah. So I think, I think you do them in the third week by the end of the third <laughs> week. Okay. So I haven't yet. Yeah, so a quick the Google has something called Quick Labs, and what they do is really cool because they connect you to a remote uh, to a virtual machine. A virtual machine is essentially an an OS in a server that mimics a, a, a real computer. So um, you go into Linus, Linus the 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 operating system, and a virtual machine that has Linus and a virtual machine that has Windows, and then you can. Um, they can create real IT scenarios oh, that's cool. for you through through those through those quick labs. So it's it's gonna be really fun. Uh, you you'll do the first one at, by the end of the third week, and I'm I'm sure you're gonna find that interesting because they they're, they're gonna make you use the the shell the SS the SSH. Uh, what's that stand for? I forget what does that stand for. See, I'm I'm already I already need to brush up, but uh, a shell. Where am I? What is uh, SSH? I want to Google it. See, this this is what IT people do. We just Google stuff all the time. Yeah. By the way, that's that's all it is. Secure shell. That's what it's called. A secure shell, which is um, a connection that you make with one computer to another computer. You know how they make? I think you probably uh, already men they mentioned uh, the program Putty, Putty, P U T T I, Putty. They might have, yeah. Uh, Maybe that's something that they go on the third week. But anyway, anyway, uh, this has been a long episode. Uh, do you have anything else to say? No, no, that's it. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, hope this uh, episode was uh, educational for you um, and the uh, information was valuable. Uh, we'll catch you uh, in two weeks. See you around. Listen to some end credits. TEA Talk or T-Talk is a product of TEA Talk Productions. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe. You can also support the show on patreon.com. Link is on the description below. For questions, concerns, thoughts, and ideas, please email us at ttalkproductions at gmail.com. You can also leave us a comment on YouTube or use the DM system on Patreon or Instagram. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Patreon. Who's that?